0: Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com.
1: Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCollum.
0: Thank you. That would be the voice of Dick Warren, a longtime legend here in the radio industry locally. My name is Christopher McAuliffe. I'm a master certified coach. Let's say that in a deeper register. I'm a master certified coach, and I thank you for listening, my dear listener, here this week and each week bringing you people out on the cutting edge of coaching, pioneers, people who've done extraordinary things or just plain wacky here in the field of coaching. You can find us. uh, We've done a soft launch. We haven't done our big, big Kahuna launch uh, on accomplishmentmedia.com, as well as wherever fine podcasts are available, the iTunes and other places, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, This week, let's see, what do we want to promote this week? We had information. Nope, it's not here. You'll just have to uh, accept my wishes for a happy new year and let you know that there are many conferences coming up this year that you want to be a part of. The ICF has their global converge conference in the Czech Republic. You need to go there. You haven't been there in a while. Uh, This, uh october and then we've also got the association of coach training organizations having their conference in victoria beautiful victoria i believe that's in june and then in may the conversation among masters conference of course the last conference of the conference season will be the capital coaches conference put on by the uh washington dc chapters of the international coach federation check all of those out you want to be there all right uh we should let you know that Each and every week, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at Accomplishment Coaching. If you're looking for the world's finest coach training program, if you're one of the few that can make it through the best coach training program in the world, check out Accomplishment Coaching. Available all over North America and one of my favorite things, you can go and observe the training program in process. You can see what makes it Truly the world's finest. It's not a hype. It's not a slogan. It's actually more hours, more readings, more actual coaching, more being coached by a professional coach than any other coach training program. Check it out, accomplishmentcoaching.com. Available in the following cities. Are you listening? San Diego, Seattle, Chicago, New York, Washington, D.C., and Victoria, British Columbia. If you're near any of those places, or if you've ever wanted to visit, go check it out, accomplishmentcoaching.com. All right. Uh, I believe... That's everything. Oh, no, I have something else, but we'll bring it to you in the second half. We'll have a second half today. Uh, What I want to let you know is that I'm delighted to bring you uh, the following hour with our esteemed, extraordinary pioneer of a guest. Judy Feld is an executive coach, has been since the 90s. She's an ICF Master Certified Coach since 1998, literally one of the first 20 coaches to receive that designation. She's been working longer than that uh, since 1995, supporting professionals in creating strategies to achieve their goals and maintain optimal work-life balance. Judy and I ran across each other at the uh, ICF Midwest Regional Conference this last year where she was receiving the inaugural ICF Global Circle of Distinction Award, for a lifetime of service for her uh, pioneering work in coaching. In addition, you may remember that she is the 2003 president of the International Coach Federation. She also has many other awards and uh, has done work with Martin Seligman, the founder of Positive Psychology. She's the founding board member of the Graduate School Alliance for Executive Coaching and uh, has worked at columbia university as well as created the cyber skills program and was an instructor at coach U in the mid-90s and created the first coach U website we're delighted to welcome to our microphone judy feld hello judy
1: hello it's great to be here
0: we're making some adjustments to the volume here thank you so much for joining us hey look around outside where do you find yourself today
1: I'm in Dallas, Texas, where it is actually cold.
0: <laughs> we, we can't talk about the weather because I'm in San Diego, and it just makes people mad. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, let's start with uh, the most recent sighting I had of you, which was at the ICF <laughs> Midwest Regional Conference, I believe it was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, what, what does it mean to you to get the ICF Circle of Distinction Award? What does it signify to the world, and, and what does it mean to you?
1: Well, that honor was really very meaningful to me because it is, and I have often said this when I've spoken to groups of coaches or would-be coaches, this is the best job I ever had. (laughs) And, you know, for more than 20 years, actually 24 years, um, I've been working at and developing both my practice and coaching as a profession. So that kind of recognition is kind of a conglomeration of so many different directions we've gone in and uh, milestones and learning experiences, and of course, the other five people who were inaugurated into that circle of distinction, and I know them all, some for many, many years, um, we all kind of felt that way as we had a chance to kind of bond together.
0: its um, I I couldn't not ask you what you think of uh, when you look at the way that coaching has developed. So you had, you and some other people had some ideas back in the 90s about what could be with coaching, and here we are, years later, with a profession that is how it is. What do you see? What are the good and the bad and the ugly about coaching these days, from your perspective, having seen it all the way from its nascent beginnings?
1: Well, I'll, I'll, I'll start from the end of your question first. Great. There is almost no ugly. Uh, There is something that I like to call the giggle factor now, which sometimes we see in the media and TV shows, even in sitcoms, where there's some goofy, quote, life coach doing what no coach really does. And I guess we really can't control what comedians say, but we can stand as a profession for high standards and um, great outcomes. And, and so I, I think what has emerged is a lot of different kind of coaching. And there's a place for accomplished professionals in each of those areas. Um, and I'm also noticing that there is an enormous expansion of internal coaching, coaching that mm-hmm. is internal um, to organizations and corporations, and it is involved in recognizing um, the benefits of a coaching culture. And many of us executive coaches really work with organizations, yes, to coach them and their leadership teams, but also to create that coaching culture. And on the other hand, there are people with very interesting focus areas and niches in what I like to call personal coaching, um, oh, as opposed to the label life coaching, uh, to really support people in all kinds of ways to optimize their life choices.
0: Well, that's a beautiful answer. Anything about coaching or the way it's developing or has developed that you don't like or that you find objectionable?
1: Oh, I sometimes I, I sometimes become a little discouraged by – and I need to choose my words carefully because <laughs> I want to be sure I'm talking about what I really mean. Um, There's so many people who are touting their own enormous financial success oh, yes. trying to get coaches to buy their program. But what they have been successful at is selling – things to coaches, yes. not actually coaching. So how do we know that their methods really work?
0: That is so important. If I could put a neon lights around it and send it around the world, I would. Yes, just because somebody says they became a trillion-dollar coach, do not At send least. them money. <laughs> <Yeah. right? laughs> do not send them money because whatever they did yeah, was likely not... Uh, at least for me, and maybe you have a different view. For me, the best way to build a business, a coaching business, is it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's, you know, if anything, a get-rich-slowly scheme, right? You sit down with people, you have conversations, you meet people in networking events or speaking events, or, or you write articles, and then you go be with the people. And like any personal service, you get recommendations, right? People say, oh, you know, I need a a chiropractor or I need a hairdresser or I need an attorney and they ask around and that's at least how I found most people have built their business do you see it differently or have a different yeah
1: that that is one of the main ways and that kind of networking and referral works beautifully virtually as well as locally Mm. And, you know, when I'm talking about or teaching the options in developing a coaching practice, um, we have a number of focus areas after a coach has made a decision on whether he or she would like a local or regional practice or a a worldwide practice and then you choose your methods and certainly that kind of networking and referral sources are really really valuable you know there's one bullet that i'm i'm kind of looking at now i have in front of me a presentation i have made to many coaching groups called do two decades as a coach Mm -hmm. 20 tips tools and not so secret revelations and in the section about your business really this is kind of paraphrasing what you just said Chris it's a marathon not a sprint it's a marathon so you take it slow and you build upon what comes before
0: it's such a great presentation, too, and I, I see in the notes here, you were kind enough to send it to us, and I see in the notes it's listed as ICF Iceland. Did you actually go to Iceland and deliver this?
1: Oh, I absolutely did, and it was great. Uh, it was a joint meeting of ICF Iceland and Reykjavik University, and they were absolutely great. Reykjavik's a wonderful city. It was the first time I, I was there, and uh they they have a very accomplished group of coaching and a very active chapter
0: it's i'm i'm so envious right now i can't even stand it let's go back to this um this uh booklet this ebook this this treasure chest of two decades as a coach 20 tips tools and not so secret revelations what's your what's your number one piece for coaches about their business is it that is it that it's a marathon or is there something else you can give us
1: well let let's see. Ah, here here's my favorite one. It's called focus 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 and it re- it refers to niches and specialties. Mm-hmm. You know, I I've often asked the question in class with a predictable response. When you say you coach everyone, who shows up? No one. Exactly. And the good students get that right away. And and so uh, you can have numerous focus areas, but you want to relate to each one as if you live in their world. And you don't have to be an expert in content. You just need to understand the issues and choices and decisions that face them.
0: Mm. So great. So what I'm picking up is that it's... Um... It's important, but mostly from a marketing standpoint. In other words, uh, I know a lot of people, for example, who are uh, career coaches, right? It's one of the most searched for topics on the interwebs is career coaching. And yet, this is a a decision to be a career coach, for example, and I'm not trying to separate, you know, or say that that's better or worse than any other kind of coaching, but the decision to do that is a marketing decision. And if somebody comes to you with relationship or, um, you know, familial issues, uh, you should continue to work with that person. Or do you feel that niches are so important that you not stray outside your niche as a coach?
1: Okay. Uh, I'd like to shift the terminology a bit and call career coaching a specialty and not a niche. Because uh, you can do career coaching with people in any number of professions. And yes, of course, if it is a specialty of yours, you can go across professions. But if you encounter a client, and, and of course, you can have multiple specialties and multiple niches. For example, one cross section is yes. I do career coaching, and yes, I work with healthcare professionals. Uh So there's any number of combinations there. But I think a coach who finds herself or himself in an area that they neither have a specialty or are familiar with their niche, make those referrals and be generous.
0: Nice. Yeah, thank you so much for saying that. I appreciate the distinction. It's very clear. Um, Do you want to address my sort of crossing the border when, you know, I know that a lot of us as executive coaches, we start talking about a performance or a a organizational issue. And about 20 minutes into the conversation, we're talking about some issue at home for that executive.
1: That works all the time. In fact, January is, I've noticed over many years, my executive coaching clients, with whom we have many discussions about leadership, strategies, et cetera, Um, many of them want to shift to a personal issue or a family issue or something to kind of discuss and work through. That is perfectly fitting because you know the person, you probably know their background, uh, you know how they solve problems or make decisions, and uh, you won't go to coach jail for doing that.
0: Coach jail, I love it. Let's talk more about Coach Jail. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Are there visiting hours? It's a matter
1: of balance, and it's my metaphor. And uh, by the way, when I was in Iceland, uh, there were these wonderful underground caverns in Reykjavik, and I took a picture of myself behind bars in one of them. And it's my new posting for Coach Jail when I send (laughs) out something visual. You don't. it, it's kind of erasing the fear uh, new coaches want to follow very literally the ICF coaching competencies as they should and this is a learning experience it stretches them but if in some chance the the um, the conversation veers into, Oh, some other issue that isn't coaching. You might even want to say, "Well, let me p- take off my coaching hat and put on a friend hat or a consultant hat for just a minute." Mm-hmm. And uh, early on, I actually had hats to remind myself of that. My clients couldn't see me. I was coaching by phone. And I had on my desk two hats. But you don't need hats, you need a metaphor. (laughs) And, uh, you know, from that, uh, the other suggestion is if on one of the recordings you submit to get your coach credential, don't submit one. Where you are veering off, you have other, um, other recordings where you are completely sticking to the coaching competencies, and be careful of the ethics number one competency. But otherwise, nobody is listening and waiting to pounce on you and put you in coach jail, mm,
0: which we have a photo of. The um, boy, there's so many things I want to get to you. I uh, get to in this conversation with you. I want to sort of start a rapid-fire section, and I so appreciate it. Should I
1: shorten my answers? No, Tell me that. you're okay. lovely.
0: <laughs> I just want to um, try and get as much as we can in here. So you're someone who's participated in a lot of coaching organizations and won a lot of awards. You've won a, a Distinguished Service Award from the ICF North Texas chapter, the one uh, around your home area, um, yes. among many others. Tell me about your experience in Coaching organizations. What was there for you? Why did you do it? Are you just um, a political animal by nature? What's in it for people if they participate in organizations or do you recommend against it?
1: Well, it's been very good for me. It's been great for the clients I've mentored and my coaching colleagues who. Many have become really good friends. Uh, you you said maybe I was a political animal. I am definitely not. And if we're ever on the topic of my long corporate career prior to coaching, corporate politics was not my strongest point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, now we're on uh, the same page. Yeah. A- ask some of my bosses. Anyway, um, I I think it provides a lot. the The one thing, and and by the way. We, we started um, ICF North Texas Coaches. Mm-hmm. That was the name of an organization of some of us who kind of recognized each other at the the one of the earlier conferences in Houston, and said, kind of, let's start a local chapter. So we were not affiliated with the ICF until Thomas Leonard gave me a call and said, "You have a a, a coach group going there. Why don't you become the first ICF official chapter?" Oh my gosh! And that was no 1995. And we met in a restaurant. We had no dues, no board. Um, I and Pam Strauss were the chapter hosts, is what we called ourselves, before we changed it to president, when we became official ICF. And we met in a series of restaurants, which somehow all seemed to close after we met there. So we had to find another one for the next meeting. But that was sort of an interesting coincidence. And it grew, and it grew into a large chapter, and it grew into... Um, a large affiliation, and I think a coach gets a lot out of those kind of affiliations, Um, learning from your colleagues, new ideas, uh, being in the company of lots of people who get you. Uh, The one thing that I think many coaches make the mistake of thinking if they go to an ICF meeting, they control for business. It doesn't quite work that way, but that's the only thing that doesn't work.
0: Right. What's, um, I remember just starting out as a coach and going to my local, uh, coach association, and it was, it was really edifying to see all these people and to and to sort of I don't want to say commiserate, but recognize ourselves in each other. Right, a bunch of entrepreneurial. I mean, I think we can agree that, typically. A coach, somebody who's chosen to be a coach as their profession, is not necessarily because we work well with others or in organizational structures. So, um, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of sort of uh, you know, solo people with vision, and it was great to be surrounded by that. Um, anything that you want to share about your time as the ICF president? Were you surprised or or uh, attacked or any any negative sides from being a leader in the coaching field?
1: Oh, the whole board had an opinion and they were all different, but we worked together. <laughs> we worked well. Um, it was during my tenure that we kind of expanded internationally with, um, although we have always been the International Coach Federation, um, it was a set of local North American chapters. Right. And so we, we formed a a. Global kind of investigation committee and really started drawing in coaches at the time. There was kind of a Rival European coaches loose conglomerate. That's right. And we we invited them in welcomed them in and became global as one organization
0: Really an important piece and and I remember the early days not not everyone was certain that the i c f would become the dominant player in uh, the independent certification accreditation of coaches and coaches oh trainings.
1: and we fought battles with state legislatures that right, um, wanted to regulate in the same way they regulate therapy professionals and uh, were able to i think coaches are articulate make the case that this is very different
0: yeah. I'm so grateful for the work that you've done. Thank you so much, I'm so glad that you're getting recognition for it uh i am reluctant to start another topic, but uh we've got so many things to do that I'm going to as long as we're talking about groups and um organizations of coaches. Tell us a bit about your time at Coach you
1: uh, It was so long ago um It was wonderful working with the late Thomas Leonard, and he, of course, continues to be missed. Um, It was completely um, by telephone. Uh, the classes were taught by telephone. I taught a few of those classes. In fact, I was teaching classes before I even graduated from Coach U. It was loose and interesting in the early days. And, of course, it got much more professional and thorough and all of those things. We didn't even have a website when uh, I began at Coach U. And because I had a long-ago career in IT, when everything was completely different, I know nothing about what's going on now. Uh, Thomas asked me to help develop the Coach You website and teach something called cyber skills, which really translated to how to get on email and the quote, <laughs> World Wide Web. Wow. So it was early pioneer days, and I, I remained as. Um, A coaching examiner after I stopped teaching uh, at CoachU, but that was still in the '90s, and it's it's you know has grown so beautifully now, and you know we all know uh, that it's a thriving organization.
0: Have any? And uh, then I'm sorry to interrupt. Are you? uh, Do you have any controversial thoughts about the um, move from the core competencies to the coach markers, the PCC coach marker training that's happening now?
1: I am, I, I kind of am baffled by the <laughs> reason. So I really don't have any insightful comments, except that I now, I, I still mentor um, some coaches who are uh, going for their PCC or MCC, and I have learned to shift to a focus on the markers. But, uh, I'm not the person to ask about them.
0: It sounds like you and I have a similar opinion. we got to get Margaret Kriegbaum and George Rogers or somebody up in here to explain this whole thing to us. Yeah, that would All be right.
1: great, and I will listen.
0: <laughs> oh, great. I'm sorry to interrupt, Judy. You were saying uh, anything else about Coach U you want us to know?
1: No, it, it's just the difference. and And, you know, when I worked with Rob Hicks in 2004 to start the coaching program at University of Texas at Dallas – it was very different world, completely different world. But I, you know, kind of remain grateful to those early wild days at Coach U.
0: It's, uh, it's extraordinary to hear some of the stories and uh, what people went through back then when nothing was certain and everything was, you know, up in the air. Thank you so much for your work back then and now. I want to let people know that if you want to find out more about Judy and her work, go to CoachNet. That's C O A C H N E T. Dot .com coachnet.com when you get there you'll find that she sort of gives you two paths there's a business portal and a coaches portal uh, there are resources in both directions but i want to encourage you i sort of naturally went toward the coaches portal but i want to encourage you to go to the business portal and see not only what her offerings are and maybe learn something there about what coaches can offer and how coaches at the highest level work but also there's a lot of resources there um judy uh, what about this this 20 years document. Is there a way for people to get that? Is that available? Is it something that people can purchase? Or do we have to find you and go see you present Two Decades Uh, as a Coach, 20 Tips, Tools, and Not-So-Secret Revelations?
1: I am happy to share it. I don't have it. I I have it. uh, Oh, I could share it as a a PDF file Mm -hmm. from a presentation I've made. But maybe I'll just edit it to include the tips and put it up on my website.
0: Wouldn't that be great? Thank you so much. No charge. That is so sweet. And you've always been so generous in terms of making um, recommendations and making available a lot. So immediately go, if you're within the sound of our voices, to coachnet.com. Also sign up for the CoachNet Strategy Letter. It's a newsletter. You can subscribe right there at coachnet.com. There's also tons of articles and other things. And if you're a LinkedIn person, go ahead and reach out to Judy Feld at... LinkedIn. That's J-U-D-Y-F-E-L-D. When we come back, we'll talk more. We're going to take a short break now. When we come back, we'll talk more about the work you did with Martin Seligman and Authentic Happiness, as well as the GSAEC, as well as the future of coaching and uh, what you're up to lately, some of the standards and boundaries and I also want people to hear how uh, an executive coach at the top of her game is working with her clients these days so we'll try and squeeze all that in when we come back meanwhile check out our sponsor accomplishment coaching and uh stay with us because again two minutes from now we'll be back with more with the incredible judy felt meanwhile check it out coachnet.com we'll be back with more right after these important messages
1: right back after these important messages.
0: Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching. With locations across the country in Washington DC, Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego, Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, the coaching show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted
1: by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcCullough.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcCullough.com Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls, "...required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships." get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to
0: change your marriage today The coaching show is brought to you by accomplishment coaching home of the world's finest coach training program Here is Christopher McCall, master certified coach Just love that. Uh, We're continuing our conversation with Judy Feld. She's an executive coach, has been since 1995. One of the first 20 people in 1998 to get the distinction of the ICF Master Certified Coach credential. She's also, uh, in addition to coaching executives and business teams all over the world, she is uh, former president of the ICF. She was the 2003 president of the International Coach Federation. She's Founded the very first ICF chapter, ICF North Texas, and most recently was awarded the ICF Global Circle of Distinction. She's got many more awards and accolades. But um, so, one of, one of the things I want to talk about, Judy, is the work that you did with Dr. Martin Seligman. My understanding is you were director of distance learning for the Authentic Happiness Coaching Program, educating over a thousand professionals from 2003 to 2005 with these master classes. Would you tell us about it?
1: Well, uh, of course, Dr. Seligman and Marty, as he likes to be called, um, was a pioneer in, in the area of positive psychology and a professor at uh, University of Pennsylvania and really interested in bringing the principles of positive psychology, not through a full graduate program, but through what we had created was a certificate program for coaches, yes, therapists, yes, but also other professionals such as consultants and lawyers, and not turn them into coaches necessarily, but bring in the use of the many, many breakthrough principles of positive psychology. And of course, he was the author of many books, but he wasn't quite sure how to do this. And he was at the time collaborating on some project with um, Dr. Ben Dean, uh, Ernest Oriente and I were also co- collaborating with Ben on another project. Ben brought us in, talked to Marty, and, and basically both of them asked, do you guys know how to create a virtual program? And Ernest and I had just written the book Smart Match Alliances, which are based a lot on how you can reach maximum number of people easily through virtual means. I forgot
0: that you wrote that book. I love that book. It's on my shelf right now.
1: Oh, Smart. wonderful. Let's,
0: let's shout out to the book, Smart Match Alliances. Go get that book immediately if you're listening to us. Sorry, Judy, go ahead. And if you
1: buy it from the website at coachnet.com, um, we will send you a free alliance journal, which is an updated version of a place you can make notes and check your progress. So if you buy it at coachnet.com, you can request the free alliance journal.
0: Beautiful. Thank you. I'm just okay. looking for where to find it. So, uh, yeah, through either portal you can find it. It's right there on the homepage. Yes. Perfect. Okay, good.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's see, threading back. Thanks. So in 2003, we set up what we thought at the time was really state-of-the-art, telephone bridges. Mm. And we we worked with educated people. Um, about a 1,000 professionals in cohorts of approximately um, 250 people each who called on a telephone bridge. Um, Marty gave the keynote presentations. There were breakout sessions um, with some of his associates. At the same time, Ernest and I were taking the course, and also kind of directing the logistics in what was at that point state-of-the-art distance learning. And a lot of people got a lot of um, good material and direction from that program. And it stopped in 2005 and Marty created the master's program, the MAP program, master's in positive psychology at UPenn for a different approach to education.
0: It's just amazing work. What's something that you learned there or that you love to share from that, from that work, that body work?
1: Um, well, of course, we learned, I think, more than we contributed. I, you know, the thing I always remember and we still talk about is the whole gratitude journal which is one of the main principles of positive psychology, is to express your gratitude Mm. to all of those who have made a difference. And uh, I try to continue to do that.
0: Beautiful. Thank you. Such a great thing to remember. And remember you to get that Smart Match Alliances book and the companion journal by going to com and ordering it from their website.
1: And Um, and please, just a word of caution, it's coachnet.com, as uh, Christopher just indicated, not .net.
0: Yes, thanks. Thanks. Um, I invited you, I gave you a couple minutes to talk about your experience with Coach U. What would you like to share about being a founding board member at the Graduate School Alliance for Executive Coaching?
1: Well, at first, it was very small, Um, There were a lot of proprietary programs in the early 2000s, and they grew and they did a good job, but there really seemed to be a place for university-based programs. And when we first conceived and developed the program at UT Dallas, it was the first that had the following three attributes. And then I'll, I'll get to the Graduate School Alliance. It gave graduate level credits um, and you could use the coaching certificate with credits toward a master's degree. So it was in an accredited university graduate school. You could do it completely by distance learning. And it was it became after uh, the minimum one year in business, an ICF uh, accredited coach training program. So all of those things made that program unique. And we started looking for other universities, both to help in develop um, the programs and but also see what existed. And I think at our first meeting, um, there were two programs in Georgia, I think, at um, Georgia State University, and I'm I'm sorry, my memory is failing me, but you can go to gsac.com and 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 see what was there. It's been a while since I've been involved, but uh, invited them to a meeting in Dallas at UTD, uh, and also found some other um, nascent programs. There were seven universities represented at the time, um, elected a board, and started really in a way to publicize the opportunity to get a coaching education at a university Um, and they weren't all virtual most were not Um,
0: surely I know it's winter it's a hard time to talk for a while
1: well um, and we grew from there would you talk for a moment please
0: Absolutely, I will. I want to remind people that the website to go to is coachnet.com, and we're delighted to continue with uh, Judy Feld. Judy, I think if you mute, we'll have a, a better time of it here. The um, And again, the book Smart Match Alliance is something that I can't believe I'd forgotten that Judy had uh, co-written, is available on our website. Go check that out and get the complimentary uh Alliance Journal, the Smart Match Alliances Journal. Judy, are you back? Not yet. All right. Also, want to remind you that on her website is going to be this extraordinary presentation that she's given all over the world. As it turns out, two decades as a coach, twenty tips, tools, and not so secret revelations, uh, which is valuable for any of us coaches whether we've been around for a while like me or if we're just starting out so uh reach out soon where that will be on her website again coachnet.com and if you're a linkedin person check out judy feld f-e-l-d on linkedin are you back my dear i am back Okay, poor thing. I'm sorry you're suffering. Thanks for being with us today. Well,
1: we do have winter crud in Dallas.
0: Indeed, and thank you so much for powering through with us today. Um, A couple things. Let's take it to the personal. Now that we've looked at the organizational view and some of the amazing things you've done in education and coaching education for every level of coaching, Um, you personally, now that you've got this impressive resume as a coach, and you're clearly at the top of your professional game. What's your practice like these days? Are you working mostly one-on-one with executives? Do you you move to working with children in Africa? Are you working on the telephone or in person or over the video platforms? What do you like?
1: Well, I continue to work uh, mostly by telephone. Uh, mostly with executives and their leadership teams at organizations and corporations, Um, I have given myself the gift of balance. I used to say when I was um, leading the program at UTD... So you're working
0: with a lot of executives and movers and shakers, and at this point in your career, what's it like? What are you using as a platform? What's your preferred method? How do people find you? I want to give coaches who may not be at the pinnacle of their careers yet, uh, some view of the life from the top?
1: Well, I really, really focus on balance right now. Um, I no longer coach 40 clients at a time, and actually, there was a point when I really did that. Um, When I was leading the program at UT Dallas, I felt like I had two full-time jobs, and then I had to decide which job do I keep? And I think I kept the correct job um, as an executive coach. So I work by telephone still. Uh, It's very efficient. It's cost effective. And I think the focus and intimacy of a telephone conversation really works for my clients. And for me, I coach um, executives at Organizations, corporations and their teams, uh, leadership strategies, um, do a lot of team assessments and basically work with them to create strategies uh, toward, oh, perhaps a coaching culture in the organization or um, perhaps better functioning leadership teams or anything else that really relates to optimizing uh, the work that they do and how do people find you
0: or find out about you
1: well that that's that's an interesting question because i don't think i've changed my website in years and i'm not really doing any marketing although you know i realize that my presence here could be conceived as marketing but i'm you know i'm looking at it as a conversation the answer to your question directly is mostly by referrals but that's not uh, and, and by the way, uh, it doesn't turn over very much. Hmm. Many, most of my clients are long-time clients. In fact, I have been working with one client since 1998. Holy bajoli. Oh, yes. Every month, we uh, he pays me, we work together. So clearly, what that highlights is... This is not a problem-solving relationship. Um, it's more like a sounding board or a strategy partner, because with all of my long-term clients, clearly they don't continue to have problems. They're, um, uh, they're very accomplished people. But that sounding board, sometimes things are kind of on an even keel and, quote, not much happens. But then when something is there that needs a lot of attention and focus, I've got the whole background. We don't have to start from scratch.
0: It's just amazing. Um, What about coaches starting out? Any advice for new coaches? Anything that you want people to stop doing or start doing immediately?
1: Well, uh, there's an acronym. And, and by the way, I like acronyms a lot, and there's an article that is full of acronyms and backronyms, but I, I won't get off base here on that. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that is really helpful that I found is to focus on the three R's. And this is not reading, writing, and arithmetic. It is reach, repetition, and relevance and this is a worthwhile uh, approach i believe to new coaches experienced coaches coaches that want to basically expand or do something different and the reach part is you ask yourself how many possible clients or customers this is not just relating to coaches you can use this for your clients who are in a different business or prospects, how many know about your product or service? And, you know, when I'm talking with someone in person and they start counting on their fingers, my answer is, that's not enough. <laughs> so, really. you know, we look at a blog, uh, your uh, Twitter followers, LinkedIn connections. Do you have an email newsletter or a broadcast or any other kind of outreach? Uh, do you write articles, both for online and print? Who receives your mailing? What does your list look like? When you give a presentation, when you give a talk, when you give a speeches, how many people attend and what's your follow-up? Uh, can you track visitors to your website? And by the way, do you have a website? So all of that is the first R, reach. And I can say, Oh, I can be more brief about the other two, if you'd like. We're fine. Okay. Repetition. So you focus on reach, how many people are aware of you, but the repetition is how often do people in your market hear from you and your company? Uh, You need to have patience and staying power, but you want to increase the pace and the velocity of your marketing efforts and focus on the largest efforts on those most likely to buy something. So you need a schedule for your mailings, for your blogs, for your articles, for social media, for your presentations, and you stick to it. And you know, this is back to my original point about it's a marathon, not a sprint. And the third is relevance. And that's about, I said a little bit earlier about targeting your message to your best customers. That's your niche. And your specialty areas
0: and what's an example of that can you can we drill down a little bit with that because I think so many coaches are struggling with that, and you know this is sort of the source of a lot of the get rich quick and other schemes that we find out about coaches right is like if you position your marketing exactly right, you will make lots and lots of money
1: uh um, yeah and that's clearly not not true you and I are right. in agreement on that but if you position your marketing just right, different end of the sentence, you will reach those clients that are most likely to have significant benefit from your coaching, and that makes them happy clients, it makes them refer people, it makes them stay 20 years. Okay? So... Uh, you really want to you don't have to be an expert in something in some profession or industry. If you are, you will be comfortable talking to people in that profession or industry. If you're not, start having exploratory conversations with people you're not trying to sell and ask them about um You know, what are the issues facing them? What are the challenges? Uh, What are pitfalls? What are they happy about? After three or four or five of those conversations, you will know how to talk to people in that area that interests you, or you will learn that maybe that area doesn't interest you so much, and you can outreach to those people, perhaps through their own professional organizations or meetings or publications.
0: Beautiful. Uh, let's turn the, our attention to you as a person. Uh, in terms of personal development, what's your philosophy about your own personal development as a coach and as a leader in coaching? How do you keep yourself sharp? How do you continue to grow and develop? Or do you?
1: I I do. I do. My reading stack is enormous. Uh, that's the stack of actual physical books. I also get audiobooks and, and Kindle and stuff like that. And there is always that kind of learning in all kinds of areas, not necessarily in coaching. I get a lot of newsletters and um, uh, virtual newsletters. I, I've stopped getting magazines because those would pile up. And sometimes I reach out and talk with people that really are doing interesting things and interest me. Uh, for example, the work of Dan Pink. I'm sure you're familiar mm-hmm. with, with his work, um, and he's published another of really good books. I reached out and invited him to give a talk to the expert forum at UTD when I was there, and then you know, started a dialogue. And we all learned so much. So he recently published a list of the newsletters that he likes and learns from virtually. And I thought to myself, y- y- be careful or you will go subscribe to every one of those, right. <laughs> which is kind of a danger. But then I thought, well, maybe I should publish a list of the newsletters I like for my readers of my newsletter because I was you know, grateful to Dan.
0: Nice. And did you? Not yet. Okay, we're. There's eager a to there's get it. a
1: not yet list, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we need it. I mean, I'm very hungry for that. All right, my dear. Um, what about what's next for you at this point of your career? You know, it would be easy to just sort of rest on your laurels and coast and collect awards. What do you What do you feel like is in front of you? What are you lit up by these days, or interested in, or growing towards?
1: Well, what I realized is. This may may sound like a non sequitur. I don't like airports. So I'm not going to want to travel too much on business. And remember, I was at American Airlines for many years. And for a little while before I moved there, I was in effect commuting to Paris. So it's not like I am, you know, a novice in air travel but you know, you get tired of airports. And so I'm doing a lot of virtual work. I am really fascinated by working with leadership teams and doing leadership assessments for the purpose of uh, encouraging them to better communication. So I'm kind of focusing on that. But there's also, you know, the whole journey with my longtime clients and working on the what's next for them. You know, I always say I'll never retire. Well, the way I can never retire is by taking a hard look at what I say yes to. So I'm working with some new coaching initiatives, which I can say more about at some later date, but not to manage them like I did in the past, but more like to develop and guide them. I'm interested in research. I'm interested in gamification, learning more about that. Um, My private practice will remain and perhaps grow, perhaps not. Uh, Do some more travel and have more time to do fun things like go to high school basketball games.
0: (laughs) High school basketball games in Texas. Perfect.
1: Well, Um, my, my... oldest grandson is on the varsity basketball team in Highland Park High School. How could I miss those games?
0: Go, what's their mascot?
1: Scots. Go Scots.
0: Um, Judy, let's talk. Um, Are you willing to share, and you don't have to, uh, any of the numbers around your practice these days is there is a full practice for you a hundred clients or three clients or 12 clients well I'm
1: not going to answer that numerically but I'm going to say something about the full practice and how many clients and uh, you know early on when someone asked if you had a full practice it's kind of sort of meant do you work all day every day of the week I have never done that and you know when i referred earlier to working with 40 clients on a schedule with 15 minutes between calls and maybe um oh i i don't know eight calls a day um that kind of grew old so you know at at this point fewer clients um more substantial clients i have a policy which some people tell me i'm really uh, nuts about Um, I don't raise my rates on existing clients and I'm not saying everyone should have that policy because clearly if like me, you have long-term clients, I have some clients I'm working with at year 2000 rates Mm -hmm. and, you know, but I value them so much. They send me referrals. Uh, they're interesting. They're loyal. And I wouldn't change that. Now, sometimes voluntarily they say, we're raising your rate because they know (laughs) when they make referrals not to tell the referrals what they're paying me. And, you know, I'm grateful for that, too.
0: Great. Well, it's been wonderful having you. I want to remind you that uh, or remind our listeners, I should say, that you can find out more about Judy's work or work with her by going to coachnet.com. And uh, go there immediately and get uh, just a bundle of great resources and information there, as well as you can subscribe to the newsletter. And if you're a LinkedIn person, say hi to Judy on LinkedIn. Judy, thank you great, so much. thank you. For this has been really service. a pleasure. Oh, it's been a gift to all of us. Thank you very much. And you, dear listener, thanks for listening. We will be here and talk to you next week each week, bringing you people out on the cutting edge of coaching. I feel like we needed to say something else about accomplishment coaching, so go check them out, accomplishmentcoaching.com. Otherwise, please know we will be back next week and every week with people out on the cutting edge of coaching or pioneers, just plain interesting folks. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. show is brought to you by Accomplishment Coaching, home of the World's Finest Coach Training Program. That's all for today's edition. We will talk to you next week.